Welcome to Emotional Eating with Marilyn, a podcast where you will learn to recognize your emotional eating behavior, overcome this behavior, and all things in between. If it's your first time here at EEM, then welcome. My name is Marilyn Rafi. I am a pharmacist and I have a PhD in genetics, and I upload an episode every Friday morning. And if you're an avid listener, then I really want to thank you because your engagement is really helping us to become one of the top listened podcasts on emotional eating. But in order to further spread the love and really break the taboo on emotional eating, we need to do more. So I would really appreciate it if you could either subscribe, leave a review, or share the podcast with a friend. Now, on to today's episode. Hello everyone. So today I wanted to start the podcast a bit differently. And basically I was inspired, uh, you know, Mel Robbins, she's like a, like a personality, if you want, in the self-development area. Yesterday I was listening to one of her podcasts. It was actually the first one. It was called the Let Them Theory podcast uh, episode. Really interesting. Anyway, she started by really thanking her audience, really saying hi, everyone, you know, welcome back if you're here, welcome uh, if you're new, this is a very nice audience, very nice community, we're nice to each other and everything. And I thought, wow, it's nice actually to, to really thank and really reassure you that, you know, in this podcast, it's all about non-judgment, about helping each other, supporting each other, you know, with all the social media and, you know, different different ways to, uh, you know, consume material, consume knowledge, whether Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn now, and, and you know, podcast. I feel the podcast is the more pure uh, version of all of it. And definitely I noticed this in, in, in you guys and my listeners and when you come and you comment. So really thank you. If you're, it's the first time, uh, welcome. I think you're going to enjoy it. Just know that the rule that I have is that there's no judgment. It's all about helping you to achieve your best best self if that's what you want. Anyway, enough rambling. Another rule that I have is that I always ramble, but I'll try to make it short and snappy. So today we're going to talk about really kind of reversing the emotional eating. So instead of trying to control it, can we use it for our self-awareness? Can uh, this behavior help us understand what we feel and what we need? This is an advert for better help. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then BetterHelp is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, 
it all starts with awareness, awareness, and awareness. So for 10% of your first months, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. Because let's be honest with each other, emotional eating is something that's very emotionally loaded, if you want. It's very shame and guilt loaded. When we eat emotionally, very often, I guess 95% of the time, if not more, we're like, oh, why did I do it? I'm a piece of shit. I'm X, Y, Z. I'm never going to do it again. And things like that. And we very, very rarely kind of say, oh, uh, poor you, little you, you must be feeling uh, some emotion that you want to hide. There must be, must be something going on in your life. So coming, if you want, from a place of self-compassion and a place of love. So let's do this today. Yes, let's do this today. Because at the end of the day, or at the beginning, if you want, Emotional eating is just another tool to cope with life. Sometimes we like make it overcomplicated about what emotional eating is. It's just a tool to cope with life. Everyone has a different tool. You know, some people have, you know, alcoholism, workaholism, uh, you know, gym addicts. Uh, some people just binge on war or like... Um, they watch binge TV. Some people uh, complain and are victims. Everyone is has their own tool. And emotional eating is just a tool to cope with life. So this means that when we eat emotionally, and I think if you've been an avid listener, you know wh when you eat uh, emotionally and when you eat because of physical hunger and stomach hunger. Otherwise, I will refer you to other episodes in my podcast. But I think we all have a kind of a leader within that knows when we eat because of our emotions. So when we do it, why don't we kind of catch ourselves and try to use it as a, with curiosity? Mm, that's interesting. I'm eating um, like outside of my physical hunger. I'm eating, although I'm really not hungry, although I'm going to explode, you know, almost my belly is going to explode. I feel bloated and everything. But that means that really something is going on in my life. And I'm going to really try to understand and, you know, use this as like a, an investigator, if you want. And actually, in the world of coaching and self-development, if you want, there are a few things that are important or a few principles that I want to share with you. One is that emotions, thoughts and behavior are all linked in a cycle. So we can say that some thoughts will generate an emotion that will generate a behavior and they continue in that cycle. So if you have a thought of something, you know, bad uh, happening, then it will generate uh, generate an emotion like fear, anxiety, sadness, etc. And then it will generate a a behavior. The behavior can be, you know, crying, sitting on your bed, uh, you know, isolating yourself, or it could be emotional eating. And emotional eating, in a way, is, is, is kind of a protective mechanism, because if you eat, you're not gonna, you're, um, if you want, your brain is going to be distracted, you're going to release a happy hormone in your brain, serotonin and dopamine and things like that. So you're going to feel better. What your body wants is to feel better is to help you survive. But the moment when it come, becomes too much, that it's kind of dominating your life, this is when you want to uh, stop the vicious cycle. So 
In the world of coaching, we really say that thoughts generate emotions, that generate behaviors, and it's a cycle. And we also say to people, if you really want to work on your self-awareness, how do you do it? Because it's hard. I mean, what I've noticed is that we always talk about self-awareness, self-awareness, but no one actually me know what it means or really know how to do it. Basically, is you ha- you can start... Uh, this, this is what we say in coaching. You can start with uh, trying to understand uh, things in your body. So you can see if your heart rate is increasing, you have pain in your stomach, you're uh, clenching your fists and things like that. This will tell you that, okay, something's going on in, in my life, or like something's, you know, you know, I'm not feeling well. And to further, you know, uh, work on this, it's, okay, I'm eating emotionally, this means that something uh, is going on in my life. And in a way, it's a blessing in disguise, because you will get to know yourself on so many levels. And here, I want to give you three examples, like practical examples that or that you could have experienced in your life, and how to work on yourself with those examples. So I'm going to give you one example of emotional eating at work or after work, af- during your commute, or if you're traveling uh, for a you know for work and you don't like it. So this is the work uh, uh, example. The second example is in a family reunion. Usually, if when I say family in that context, it's like with your either your parents or your siblings or your cousins. It's not like if you're married and you have kids. I'm not talking about your partner and your kids. I'm talking about your parents and other generation that kind of created, uh, you know, buttons. You know, they say our parents or people in uh, like that had parental figures, they know how to trigger us. They know how to push our buttons because they created um, those buttons. So I'm going to talk about this. So family. And the third example is if you are on a weekend and you're alone and you feel lonely. So because I think these are the three common examples that I feel people would benefit from. So the work situation, either after work, in the commute, if you're traveling for work, before or after a stressful meeting. So I'm going to kind of... Um, you know, break down all those possible scenarios just to give you as many tools, as many options or ideas possibly so that you can uh, use it to understand yourself. So let's say um, I'm going to start with an example that I already gave in my podcast, uh, but I will also give examples that I haven't given. So let's say you had a long day at work and you commute back. So it's time to commute, either driving, walking, cycling, or, you know, tube or whatever. And uh, subway, as we say in the US, in the UK, we say tube. Um, And you realize, okay, you, you see yourself, you see yourself after work, going to the nearest uh, like supermarket or coffee place or whatever place that sells uh, food and you buy things that you said in the morning this afternoon I'm not going to do it this afternoon for sure I'm not going to do it so it's your preferred snack Um, for me it was very often biscuits with chocolate so something really crunchy uh, some people like uh, chips or crisps. Some people like, uh, you know, chocolate, pure chocolate. So de- depending, uh, I, I guess it, this would depend on uh, your childhood, what you were used to. And also they say that when you have a lot of anger, and I know this, it's really true for me, you want something to crunch on. Anyway, 
basically, so you notice you're going uh, there and you eat and you feel like you're possessed. You know, it's not me. I, I, I can't control it. Uh, like it's out of my control. I'm eating. It's, it's as if someone else is doing it for me. And at the end, like you eat, you feel better. You feel like a sense of relief after a few minutes. But then when all of this, uh, like is kind of over, the emotional eating, the sense of relief, guilt kicks in, shame kicks in, self reprimand kicks in. And you like have very bad, uh, inner voice saying, okay, why did you do it? You're a piece of shit. You're never going to be able to do it. And all the fears and anxiety of your life, of your health, of your whatever. So instead of doing this, you can say, okay, I wasn't able to control myself um, on the eating. There must have been something that really, really triggered me, that really, like, there was there was a pain inside of me that made me eat emotionally. It's not because I don't have willpower or because I'm a bad person or I'm a weak person. No, it be, it means that there was something inside of me that I really wanted to soothe. And what is that thing? It could be so many reasons for you. So trying to understand what the reason why, trying to dig into those reasons really is what I'm talking about, is using this behavior of emotional eating to understand yourself. So it could be not just after the commute, as we mentioned, it could be if you're in a travel, um, work travel, basically, and maybe for you, it brings up some emotions of loneliness, of uh, being ungrounded or whatever. It could be during a meeting. So let's say you, um, you're preparing for a very, very important meeting that stresses you out and you're eating a lot. And this, instead of hating yourself, understand, okay, what am I scared of? Am I scared of public speaking? What does it mean for me to, you know, to speak publicly? Am I afraid that people will judge me? Does it remind me of when I was little in the family and people judged the way I spoke? Maybe did I have comments on my accent, on, you know, racist comments? What was it? So things like that, that you could... Um, really try to use and dig and understand and grow for yourself. The second example I want to tackle is in a family reunion. So it's a very common example where people eat emotionally. For example, if you had kind of a not really easy childhood, it doesn't need to be traumatic childhood, but let's say you were in a family where some emotions were not accepted, anger, sadness, sometimes joy, happiness was not accepted, you know, because in some cultures they're afraid of the bad eye, the evil eye, or, you know, I don't know, there's so, there's so many reasons. So maybe things that don't match with who you are now. Maybe as an adult now you realize, okay, things in my family, the way they did it, the way they do it, still do it, I'm so different. And going back there makes you feel uncomfortable. Maybe you feel you have to wear a mask, uh, really act up, things like that. And this will definitely make you eat emotionally. So instead of hating yourself after a family reunion, and saying, okay, I've ate, I've eaten a lot yet again, and probably you received comments of you eating again on your body weight, on, I don't know, uh, the fact that you're single, the fact that you had, don't have kids uh, yet, or the fact that you only have one kid, the fact that you, 
don't have a boy or you don't have a girl. I mean, so many reasons why our parents could judge us. So just ask yourself, okay, what happened in that family reunion that made me eat emotionally? And then you will understand what's your deepest uh, fears or your deepest um, priorities in a way. Maybe you went to that family reunion where there was your sibling or your oldest brother, for example, that was the golden child and they're so proud of him. They're so proud of what they did. he did for his life. And for you, you're not even taken into consideration. So, there, I mean, I could go on and on and on about the list. But just what I want to say is just instead of, uh, you know, after you eat emotionally in this family reunion, instead of saying, oh, I hate myself. I'm, I'm so bad yet again, etc. Just say, okay, curious. What happened? How can I learn about myself? How can I use this? to direct the angle I want to take in my self-development journey. So let's say I realized that I was really, really triggered because people said a comment about my weight. Maybe I want to work on loving my body for who who my body is, just thanking my body for like all my organs, my heart for beating for all those years, my liver for detoxifying me, my intestines for you know processing food, giving me the nutrients that I want, maybe even caressing your skin uh, and things like that, just like really thanking your body. Because we live in a society where the body is so objectified and needs to fit in a certain way. But if you think of it, the body in itself, it's such, it's like so precious and so beautiful whichever shape, whichever, you know, whatever. So it could be things like that. Maybe if you got a comment about the way you're dealing with life, I mean, oh, look at your brother, he got married and he had kids, so why are you so single? You know, I don't know, it could be so many things. Or, oh, he completed his education and you not, or he has this job and you not. Just realizing, okay, are they mirroring things in myself that I don't like about myself and that's why it's painful? And how can I start loving myself, accepting my decisions? Or even um, if I don't like the decisions that I've taken in my life, I can change them, you know, things like that. But very often what they say is that people mirror, they're like mirrors. Basically, when you look at them, they you can look at yourself deep down. And things that they say, you will interpret it based on your inner thoughts and your beliefs and things like that. And the last and final example is maybe you are, it's the weekend and you are alone. I've had a few clients like this where they say I'm really good over the whole week. When the weekend comes, I'm like really bad. I eat a lot. And for many of them, it's because they felt lonely. Like they were single. They wanted a partner to share their life with, etc. I know it could be really, really painful. But I mean, there are solutions and you can try to understand, okay, this is what I want. I feel lonely. Uh, I'm eating emotionally, not again, not because I'm a piece of shit, not because I have those emotions that I want to soothe. I'm trying to protect myself from. And I guess just they always say that just accepting those emotions, accepting that you're lonely or that you feel lonely. It's not that you are lonely. It's a feeling Um, because I bet you have a lot of friends and you have a lot of, uh, you know, people in your life that you can share your life with but this feeling of loneliness that maybe I want a partner or whatever just accept this emotion go through it just accept that if you 
uh, live this emotion, it will eventually go away, uh, not resisting it. I have an episode actually called a soothing exercise when we're about to eat emotionally. Um, and I feel a lot of people really enjoyed it because it's one of the most listened. And I would recommend this. So just really try to understand what emotion you're feeling. If you're really struggling to understand what the emotion is, you could uh, Google wheel of emotions and there is a circle with all possible emotions. Read them and see which one resonates with you. And it's probably that one. And live it, accept it, and have faith that if you accept it, it's going to go away. It's like a wave, you know, comes and goes. It's like, you know, happy emotions. Happy emotions don't always stay in our mind or our body. Why do sad emotions or uncomfortable emotions, uh, why do we feel that if we accept them, they're never going to go away? So this is a misconception. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just want to remind you that if you eat emotionally, don't hate yourself, don't judge yourself. Just come from a place of compassion, for understanding why am I doing this. And by accepting this, by looking more with curiosity and taking it to this behavior, this is when you can overcome emotional eating. You can change over emotional eating. I know sometimes it can be really painful to look at the reasons why we do it emotionally. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're really into self-development and you want to change things and you're ready to feel some pain in order to feel better for a long, long time. So that was it for today. Otherwise, I'll see you next week on Friday, 5 a.m. UK time, 6 a.m. Central European time, midnight Eastern time, and on Thursday, 9 p.m. Pacific time.